It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Money for Lunch. My friends, I am so thankful that you're here. I want to just let you know how much I appreciate I just appreciate the the help and, and the support and uh, you guys out there sharing the show and and in uh, what do you call it uh, sending me ideas for show guests and ideas for show topics and uh, what do you call it uh, ideas for the quote of the day all that stuff I just appreciate that so very much thank you thank you so much so uh, some of you guys know this because some of you guys have already taken. Uh, initiative or action. And, and uh, if you want to get my book, Dominating Your Mind, you can go to dominatingyourmind.com, get the book there for free. You're going to pay a little bit of shipping and handling. Or the book's available on Amazon and it's 20 bucks plus a little shipping and handling. So whichever way works best for you, but dominatingyourmind.com. It's all about Crushing your fears, destroying your doubts, so you can be unstoppable. Um, All right, so quote of the day. Let's get the party started. Here's my whole marketing idea. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Garth Brooks. Uh, Garth Brooks may know something about giving his people what they want, right? He seems to be a fairly successful guy. I've, I've always enjoyed... His interview seems like a just a guy you can just hang out with and and uh, have fun. Here's my whole marketing idea: treat people the way you want to be treated. Again, by Garth Brooks. Um, I'm excited uh, being joined today by Greg L. Witt. Greg L. Witt. He is a renowned youth marketing strategist and generational expert, author, and public speaker. He has spent 17 years in consumer insights, media, and youth marketing, and is currently Chief Strategy Officer of Engage Youth Engage Youth Co., I guess. Previously, he held the role of Executive Vice President of Youth Marketing at Motivate, Inc., where, where WIT provides authentic insights-driven strategies, creative leadership, and oversees social media activation for leading companies such as Advocates for Youth, Autodesk Education, Awesomeness TV, Bravo Sports, The College Board, Funny or Die, uh, Glyso, Glyso, uh, anyway, Vitamin Water, HBO, Nit- Nitro Circus, Nissan, the list goes on, Disney, Qualcomm, he has been named the top Five Youth Marker to Follow by Inc. in 2016, and has been featured in Forbes as well as Fortune, and now here on Money for Lunch. Greg Witt, welcome. Hey, pleasure to be here. No pressure. <laughs> that sounds like a rap sheet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if, if that's you a, have a good rap kind. sheet, yeah, that's a good kind. You don't want, uh, you know... <laughs> You don't yeah, want the exactly. other time, man. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, youth marketing. 
Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this. Uh, first of all, uh, congrats on the book, uh, the Gen Z Frequency. Um, tell me, I, I always have to ask my author, why did you write this book? And, um, you know, what was the motivation or the catalyst behind it? Talk about your book, the, uh, the Gen Z Frequency. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, the, you know, it's uh, the reality is, is that Gen Z, as far as a generation of young people, is really setting the benchmark, you know, for every gener- every other generation in regards to, you know, trending consumer behavior, just because they're at the forefront. You know, they're right. growing up with all this technology. And, and when, I, when, I, when the proposition came from Kogan Page to write the book, um, there was a lot of discussion about writing a, sort of a trends-focused book on, on who is Generation Z, you know. Um, and, and from my perspective, it, what was more important or what was needed was really to create a, a playbook or, or a guidebook, like a field guide, if you will, on how to actually engage and market young people versus just to understand the time frame that they're going through, uh, which is then time stamped um, and, and wouldn't be of a lot of value later. So I put the whole focus on really truly understanding young people from a principle-based approach, which is basically youth culture. The generations will pass through it. And mm-hmm. then the, the, the primary focus really on, on the tips, the tools, the frameworks, and, and you know, the very specific approaches to, to take action and engage young people. And, and that's, that's really where tuning in comes to, you know, because the second part of the book is what's the Gen Z frequency and then how brands tune in and build credibility. And it's really like, yeah, it's that second part. Like you figure out the frequency and all generations and all demographics have a, you know, cultural groups have frequencies that we, you know, kind of connect with and, and on, but this one being youth, is is um you you tune in you you connect with people but then you, you build credibility and, and i think that that was that kind of the top of the pyramid or, or the most important most important part is, is engaging youth people so now we do now we have a ramble it's, now it is a ramble but um it's really putting the focus on action and engagement that's the direct answer right right yeah you know what and first of all i, I know that for some people, they're rolling their eyes going, oh, man, you know, not another Gen Z discussion. Well, if you're rolling your eyes, if you're tired of hearing about uh, Gen Z or, or any, anything that might help your business in the, in, in the area of marketing, you might want to take a look at yourself a little bit closely. Closer? Closely? Anyway, bottom line is, is don't take it for granted. If you've heard it, but you're not doing it, then you haven't fully heard it. And and so your market is changing. And if you don't believe me, there used to be this company that dominated the world called Blockbuster Entertainment. And they <laughs> didn't pay attention to the changing generational landscape. And they got wiped out by a company that understood what the younger generation wanted. Am I right? Would you agree with that? I, I completely agree with you because at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're seeing where the trends are starting. You're seeing the behaviors that young people call them consumers are growing up into. And you just look at the technology, you look at the state of, of, of the world that we live in. And then you look at younger generations, you know, at some point, 
it, 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 it's, a, it's a good sort of lens or almost like a telescope to see what's, what's coming in the future. Not, all, not always the case, but, but being in tune, you know, sharpening your saw and, and being in tune with younger consumers is only going to help you in your business as you go forward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if um, uh, I- again, you know, marketing is really everybody's main focus. I know that maybe you might be a, an attorney or a surgeon, or you sell widgets, or you have e-commerce, or whatever it is. That is almost inconsequential to being a good marketer. You can have the world's greatest everything, but if you're a bad marketer, you will starve, your business will die, period. And however, you could have crappy or semi-mediocre stuff, but if you're a great marketer, you'll have enough customers, enough cash flow to, to upgrade and get better and get better. Uh, an example of that is any, any software, you know, Microsoft, everybody uh, in the software world will tell you that Microsoft software wasn't that great, but they were great marketers. Absolutely. I mean, there's always truth to that. If All you, right, so, if you, go ahead. The sales I'm and sorry. marketing are part of everything. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So I wanted to kind of clarify this for our audience. Who exactly is this Generation Z? Okay, so Generation Z is is loosely defined as as people, young people, human beings that were born from roughly 1995 to 2011. And there's no uh, like an industry, but there's no real industry agreement on when that stops and starts. So a little bit before and a little bit after is the general consensus. You know, Generation Z is also called Gen Z or iGen. Um, frankly, I like to look at them as as young people within youth culture that are, are born during that time frame, right? Yeah. Um, does, that, does that help? That's, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah. And so what was that time frame again? Oh, I would, what we, what we say in the book and then with the general um, understanding anyways, is that ni- born in ni- from 1995 to 2011, uh, some gotcha. people, some go a little earlier, some go a little bit later. Um, most of the, you know, yeah. Anyways, that's, that's the general consensus. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, and again, this is that, you know, um, that generation that is uh, the next wave of consumers. Uh, all right. So in your research, and again, I want to, I want to, you know, plug your book here for those who want to follow along and maybe get the book. I'm going to put this in the show notes. The, Gen Z frequency, how brands tune in and build credibility. And I want to talk about credibility a little bit later, but this is so important. So the book, the Gen Z frequency for short. So uh, Greg, give us maybe some Gen Z characteristics that you kind of, uh, that, that you find that is unique to them. Yeah, well, well, you know, first of all, uh, the obvious stuff is, you know, they what you know sets them apart really is that unrelenting relationship with information, media consumption, and, and mobile technology. Just that they were born right out the gate with it in their hand. So 
the idea of like this all this information coming at them. This is something that they've been adapting to. That's really the main difference is that they've they've been adapting to that since since day one. Um, right. There's some really interesting stuff though about Gen Z. Is like one is just the pure size of the population. There's just more of them competing and vying for for attention, for opportunities, for um, connection. You know, and so that's just a big a big piece that's kind of a you know, non-subjective fact-based information about Gen Z. So just know that obviously they're hungrier. There's more of them, you know, they're a, they're a, uh, uh, a, ge- a generation not to mess with. But really when I hear people say that, I think, well, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's just millions more of them. <laughs> so it just <laughs> it kind of makes sense. I mean, in, in general, I mean, that, that's been happening. It's just happening, you know, with this generation and, you know, some of the markers though, specifically are there, there's a real independent nature to Gen Z and, and, a Overall, you know, this I, I try to avoid stereotypes in in this kind of work because um, they're so right. prominent everywhere, so easily found. <laughs> I try to break through. A lot of my work is is actually hacking through the the, the stereotypes and getting to the truths. But Gen Zs, you know, I say Gen Z, but young people in general are are have been proven to their their willingness to work hard for success, um, not just that they're going to be discovered and be the next Zuckerberg or something because they just happened upon something. I think that uh, in, inherently Gen Z uh, young people in this time frame know that they need to work. They've saw, um, not all of them, but many have seen mom and dad lose the house. They've, they've, just, they've seen financial crisis. Um, they've been, or are still, you know, uh, living with that. There's, right. you know, a, a big, a big uh, difference, uh, not a difference, but a big trait characteristic marker if you will is how as a global cohort the young people of gen z they they really they you know our generations have been taught to respect diversity but with gen z they just they expect diversity from day one like if there's not you know diversity in ethnicity race genders orientations interests um they really see that as something they don't want to be a part of (laughs) <laughs> They'll probably just swipe past you or, or ghost you completely if it's not a, a like real, true, authentic diversity incorporated into your business or brand. Um, I think uh, another interesting generational marker is, you know, having grown up with all that technology from from the very beginning, they've become masterful knowledge managers. So, because gun people are often represent, uh, misrepresented as having short attention spans, but. <laughs> Gen Z is really just inherently has an ability to, to filter mass quantities of information that appear on their screens. They, they decide what's worth it and what needs to be filtered out um, just because that the pressure to do that has been on them since they were born. You know, I keep repeating that, but I think, I think something that's different between Gen X, baby boomers, Gen X, and even millennials is that, that young people now today realize that, or they begin to realize as they become teens on up that having a personal brand is, is really important. Right. And then if they don't develop and hone in that personal brand, it's going to be decided for them. And, and they're aware of that. They, they don't want that. They don't want that. So they, they, they realize at first, of course, it's a curated personal brand, um, you know, on Snapchat or Instagram, 
But then as they sort of become teenagers or depending on what their interests are, young professionals, entrepreneurs, creators, they realize that that personal brand is sort of everything and that's their ticket to getting jobs and getting gigs. So that personal brand, while, while we've all as marketers been talking about the personal brand for years, it's nothing new, but it's, it is something new for young people all the way down to tweens being in that nine to 13 year old age to be thinking about that or, or to even cross their mind. I mean, when I was 13 to 15, building a personal brand would just be like, I don't even know what you're talking about. If I heard that, you know, which today it's like personal brand as for, as vernacular is not that strange for young people. So um, I think when you lastly, maybe, um, you know, I could say they may be a little bit more pragmatic. I mean, I could, I could say a lot of, I could continue on these generational markers, but, but I think, um, you know, the, those are some of the, those are some of the big ones for me. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on, so I'll just stop. Well, and I, I do want to say something that you said there about short attention spans. And right. this is a myth uh, to, to an extent. Look, uh, we have all uh, seen people, different age groups, uh, but, you know, you, let's, let's focus on gener- Generation Z or whatever, and, and who have read a 400-page book, consumed it. Couldn't put it down because it engaged them. On the other hand, we've seen them, what do you call it, turn off or walk away from a one-minute video because it wasn't engaging. I mean, if the content is engaging, if the content is good, it will hold your attention. Uh, However, if you're – content is blasé is it boring if it looks the same as everybody else then then why would anybody you know stick around so i think that you know to to say that this generation or that generation has a, a short attention span i think that a better term would be this generation wants to be engaged just like any other generation wants to be engaged with stuff that matters to them. Well, there's more content and there's more crappy content. Yes. So I want to, you know, people, if you search attention span for Gen Z, I'm not kidding you. Like the number one stat or statement that you'll see is that they have the attention span of a goldfish. And I'm thinking, who comes up with this shit? Can we swear on this? I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) You know, but like, who who comes up with this stuff, right? It's the attention span of a goal. Have, have, these, have the people who make this up not seen Fortnite? <laughs> and, and, you know, how, like, how long people are engaged on in a, you know, and that's not just Fortnite. My God, you know, it, it's every game. It's, right. You know, the Xbox is the telephone. It is the content. But look at the long form content. I mean, people are binging at all ages. They're binging YouTube and then they start binging Netflix once they figure out what they're really into, but they're binging on, on YouTube. And and it's not necessarily that they're binging on like two, three minute videos. Um, I understand that like advertising content 
that's like advertising yeah, certainly needs to be shorter. Um, but I mean, come on, TV, TV is, you know, showed us that that's nothing new. Um, but yeah, I could, again, I could go on and on on this topic, but it's, it's really cool to hear you. It's refreshing for me to, to hear you immediately go with that perspective that no, that's not the case. Um, because like the human, the human being, as far as like the brain and our bodies, I mean, it hasn't evolved that far, you know, it's like these habits have like to, to, when I said knowledge managers or sifting through or, or filtering through content, but those are habits. Those are things we learn. That's right. not necessarily like that the brain is structured differently or formed. And not to say that it's not over time. It is, but, um, but that's outside of my expertise, but I've sat in on those types of you know, sessions and meetings before and, and heard from experts that are saying, well, yeah, look, we were evolving, but you know, it's not that fast. Um, so anyways, it's, that was refreshing to hear because the, the reality is this short form, have great content, you know, have, have a, a story that people want to hear. And then the channel and the format and the delivery, if you will, of that content is, is, uh, is on you. Yeah, but get absolutely. it right or get ghosted. But but get it right or get, get it right or get ghosted. Yeah, there, there's a nice little. There's uh, the other the, side uh, though. There's yeah. there's the truth coming out. But but you know what? Yeah. But but isn't that the motto for any customer that you're trying to engage with? I mean, get it right or get ghosted. That should be on everybody's on everybody's mind. I mean, uh, you know, there is a. I think it's a, a quote from Peter Drucker, and some of you guys may not even know who Peter Drucker is. But anyway, this is one of my favorite quotes, and this is, to me, the essence of marketing uh, so, so concisely spit out or articulated by Peter Drucker. The aim of marketing is to know and understand the customer so well, the product or service fits him and sells itself. And that's exactly, that's I love this, that quote. I love that. Quote. Yeah, and again, when I say sell itself, you know, yeah, you still may have to get on the phone because maybe you're trying to sell a two hundred thousand dollar widget, and that's different. But, but you have to really know your customer. You have to know where they shop at. You have to know what they're reading. You have to know. Their, you know, some of their their favorite shows. I mean, you know, when 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 Friends, again, I'm dating myself, but when Friends was on TV, and I think it was on TV for like a decade, a lot of smart marketers who knew that their customers were also also watching big were watch were also big fans of Friends would use that in their marketing. And and that's Smart marketing, that is knowing your customers so well that you know what keeps them up at night. You know what their objectives are. You know all this stuff, and it makes your job easier. It does make your job easier, and, and, and like you don't – and let's be honest. Like you don't target groups by a generation. You, know, you, you target people by uh, – well, you do target by life stage. You do target by age. And you do target by geography, but traditional, traditional, uh, you know, targeting strategies are also outmoded too. Because the reality is, 
is the way that you connect with, with human beings, young people, is, it just happens to be my specialization, is through cultural alignment, through this interest, through uh, sh- shared moments, you know, shared, shared like, uh, tribes, you know, back all, the way right. all the way back down to that. And, and that's how, you know, I just specialize in those cultural tribes that are, you know, dominant youth. But, um, but you know, but some of the, some of the lifestyles, cultural lifestyles that I that I work on, you know, really, you know, there's just different messaging and different sort of, you know, visuals that go with some of the older ends of those spectrums, but. But you know, if there's a weave or there's a cultural connection, then then age is less less of an important thing, right? So it's it's an interesting balance, and it's it's, it's what makes uh, my work, you know, inherently um, both challenging and rewarding. I guess to be figuring it out all the time. Sure, sure. Um, it's more different with the kids in the tween segment, honestly. Like once I get um, you know past that sixteen, seventeen year old mark, you know, you're you're kind of in the world of young adults and things are like a little bit more predictable. Um, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. We definitely yeah, rambled, so, our, we rambled our way to the outskirts on that one. huh? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I hope everybody listening enjoys this. I mean, look, bottom line is, uh, like I said, it, it, a little while ago, Blockbuster dominated its market until it didn't. And the reason that it didn't oh, is it because didn't. it did not, it failed to understand the the shift in the general in the uh, generational marketplace that was that was taking place and and uh, and so for those who are listening today if they are not willing to invest time into understanding the upcoming generations then they will experience you know some of what a blockbuster experience which is going to be painful and and all that other stuff but. So let me ask you this. I want to talk about maybe some of the other nuances about Generation Z. Do they have any specific challenges or do they have any specific opportunities? Talk about this. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really good question. I think the challenges are they have – they're competing against so many people. Um, the challenges are, you know – Part of society is telling them to go to college, uh, get an education, um, but the dominant trend, uh, which isn't necessarily the dominant reality, but the dominant trend is, is start your own thing. Um, you know, college isn't up to date. So there's there's sort of a split mind there. Uh, you know, the heart is unsure which way to go and, and you know, there's there's just the the challenges of keeping up with the Joneses are 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 a big challenge. Um you know the challenge of keeping up their their curated and non curated uh personas is a big challenge. There's a lot of pressure and just being a young person in general. Um, right. I, I would say probably more so now, more so now than than when we grew up. I'm, I, don't, I don't know your age, but you know, I'm not a I'm not necessarily a youngster, you know, or whatever. But um, so there's there's definitely I think I think that that's it's like kind of a career, um, the career challenges I think are are, are a bit different. Um, the pathway, 
is not necessarily clear, even though there's a million people now giving you advice. I think that sifting through that is, is tricky. <laughs> um, sure. But I don't know. But there's probably, like, I don't know, probably more opportunities than challenges, to be honest. Yeah, you know, you know what? And, and I think, I think again, that, that there probably is. Uh, you know, I, I interviewed somebody the other day uh, who uh, is a company called airhelp.com, and they specialize, their focus is <clears throat> compensating airline passengers who have been uh, delayed, who have been canceled, uh, and, and, you know, talk about a, a specific weird niche. So there's plenty of opportunities if you're open to it, right, if you're, if you're in that frequency. Uh, oh, I love that brand, too. I just saw that as well. Yeah, and, and so – you know, so I think there's always a lot of opportunities, and, and I think that Generation Z, just like all the other generations, have to decide when they're going to listen to their parents and not. I mean, look, there are some people that know, hey, from high school, I'm going to go to college, and the reason I'm going to go to college is X, Y, Z, right? I want to do this, this, and this. And they kind of have it all figured out. They visualize it. They know why they're going to college. And for those people, I think yeah. college is a great, great stepping stone. Now, yeah. there's a large percentage of people that are going, man, I'm supposed to go to college, but I have no reason to go to college. I don't know what I want to do next. And for those people, man, just do something. Get out there. Get messy. Make mistakes. I mean, maybe you join the the, the armed forces uh, and see the world or, or you go uh, on a mission or you go, uh, you know, uh, go help build houses for habitat or uh, peace or, or, you know, there's, again, I mean, do something. Don't just sit there and say, Hey, I'm going to continue to play Fortnite. Cause again, unless you're, unless your goal is to be a Fortnite expert, then, you know, there, there's that opportunity that wasn't available. Uh, but, you know, today, there are, I think, more opportunities, and there's even, and I think this is kind of the, the negative side. There are, there are a lot of opportunities that require very little face-to-face -face interaction. Uh, no, you you're definitely a double-edged sword, yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, there is, there is something to be said when you are confident around people and you can talk to people because ultimately it's all about the people and whether you're, you know, whether you're the, uh, what do you call it? The great generation or your generation Z or any place in between your people skills are going to matter. And if you have great people skills, then you're going to attract more people uh, and you're going to probably get a job, move up in that job. You're going to be able to deal with your vendors better. You're going to be able to, uh, you know, what do you call it? Inspire and, and hire the right kind of people, all that stuff. Uh, but I think sometimes we forget how important those people skills are. I, I totally agree. And when I see the, the leaders from uh, the younger demographics from, from sort of high school and, and college, I see them, I see the trend moving towards more, bringing their social online social communities into meetups, LinkedIn groups. And 
there's a, 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 a massive surgence or resurgence of more networking, more real world um, events and activities. And I, and I think that that's a, you know, a, an awesome thing to be seeing now. Um, it's, it's a definite movement, um, especially in that, in that young adult, you know, late, late teen young adult stage. Um, I guess like some of the other like opportunities that I, not, not to like completely go on a career path focus, but, I, like some of the opportunities that I see that were that are profound anyways are mm-hmm. like the ability for young people today like like honestly if I was some like a uh, like a teenager right now um I think I would learn how to do you know Alexa or other voice skills I would learn how to develop those and then I would learn how to be like a, a conversational copywriter or, or something for chatbots where these more direct, interactive, you know, ROI-focused, <laughs> anyways, ROI-aimed technologies and get really great at them because the reality is is a lot of those technologies are going to be, be sort of the, the main tools that are going to be that – are, that are emerging right now and they're going to become – you know, part and parcel for the, the technology and social tool sets. So I think even because even like a lot of the chatbot um, programming and chatbot, you know, conversational copywriting and, and, and designing conversations, right. That are going to happen with chatbots. It's like, there's not even titles for these jobs. They don't even have them. Like you can literally, the opportunities, you could literally create a title for some of these roles and then get really good at the skills of, you know, from voice to conversation design, because they barely exist. They almost didn't exist. I mean, they have existed for, for a long time, but as far as being able to be affordable and, and be able to reach mass consumers, it's a very new thing. It's definitely not a millennial thing. Right. Um, it's definitely more. And I'm only saying that I'm not talking about the people. I'm talking about the time frame. Yeah, so it's a, it's a Gen Z-ish time frame of this, this decade, but the next decade to come. And I think the opportunities to for for young people to master um, a lot of these technology skills is huge. Now, now here's an interesting, also career focused opportunity that's that's colossal in its size is that the trade industries are hurting and suffering. So, if somebody wants to live the simple life, they're going to develop technologies. And skill sets around plumbing and, and handiwork, because those people are are abandoning ship, and the needs are are only increasing. So for those trade skills, right? Uh, because engineering, lawyers, YouTubers, esports players. I know it's weird, but the careers that people want today are so mixed. They're engineering, you know. Uh, you know, doctors, lawyers are still big, but being a YouTuber, being an esports player, are are up in the top, at least the aspirations of such. So, um, some don't, some won't surprise you, you know, uh, some will, but but they the deficit, if you will, is definitely in the non-technology side of, of trade trade work. So, um, that's going to be. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out. I think what the opportunity is is the opportunities also are for a younger generation to sort of shape shift the the C suite today. 
in brands and organizations. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just going to take, that's just going to take time. Now millennials are going to be first in and I think they're going to do some good. They're going to be able to start knocking. Not, uh, not, I won't say us old people, but older people who have been stuck in their ways, whoever they are. Um, millennials are, are, are now the first to really be challenging that in the upper management, executive management. Um, and it's nice that, you know, it's just, I guess it's just a natural, that part's a natural evolution, but, but I'm really looking forward to seeing that because I'm constantly reminded of, of how um, sort of slow everyone really works. <laughs> yeah. Or adapts, yeah or, or adapts to change or adapts to change. Yeah. Adapt to change. Uh, I think is, is, is a great phrase, um, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, I think it's, it's a great phrase. Well, let's talk about this. So, so what are some of the ways or some of the best ways that you have found for companies to not only engage with but maybe convert Gen Z and build that customer relationship? Talk about engaging with general with Generation Z. Well, there's five key points that, that need to be taken into consideration. And, and again, I look at this from a lens of, of reaching young people, but, you know, with, before getting into tactical stuff, strategically, you need to have an identity that young people care about. Um, you need an identity that's a messaging and a, and a whole existence that's authentic. And that authenticity is not, the key to your success. It's a foundational must have. It's your, right. It's like, if you don't have that authenticity, then just forget about it. You're dead in the water. You won't make any, right. you won't make any inroads. So it's not like authenticity is the key to success. Really authenticity is just like, if you're, if you're not authentic, then just go start from square one again and then relaunch, you know, or restart whatever the heck you're doing. Um, but it, I don't think it always used to be like that. I think it mattered. Um, but then number two which is the highest barrier for, for any brand or organization is to earn trust. So we, we don't do that one time, you know, it's never ending, but establishing and, and earning trust is the, uh, is the next. And then, and then once you've done that, like if you're an authentic brand with a great identity and you know, sorry for that, and you have established that trust, then, then you can get to the, the magic word, which is, not these sirens behind me, but is, is relevance, you know, being at the, the right time, you know, with the, with the, the right people, um, you know, really influencing change and, and, uh, you know, I guess you say being relevant, but being with the times, you know, being cool and, and, you know, changing and always being in, in that right time, right place with the right, you know, whatever the heck you've got. Right. And, right. And people, and that's what everyone's striving for. But but you see, the strategically, that's still not enough, right? So when you look at, at the Nikes of the world, and even the Microsofts and Apple, so some of the magic that these these very successful brands have is that they've they've tapped the aspirational side of human beings, and they they help people reach something further. A, a possibility is the right word, you know. They they help people achieve greater possibilities from some support, inspiration, some way, shape, or form, something from that brand that helps them achieve a possibility. And then, of course, the last strategic piece, you know, sort of to get right is, is that overall experience. But 
not in the traditional sense of a user experience or memorable experience, which is all really, really important. But with Gen Z, it's, um, I think with young people in general, it's, it's creating that sense of belonging. That type of experience is what I'm getting at. And if you combine those five pieces together, the likelihood of your success to reaching Gen Z young people, or if you apply that to any demographic group or lifestyle group, you're in a better position to succeed, right? Because the other stuff that I could say is, okay, um, tactically speaking, it's important to be on Instagram, right? Um, it's important not to, for, not to forget that Snapchat's still top, a top social platform to be on, just because, like, the, the adults or the Kardashians left or something. Who cares? Right. Young people don't care. <laughs> They're there. They're having direct conversations <laughs> with people and brands and, and groups that they care about. Um, the other Absolutely. side of it is, and, is for brands – yeah, and, and you know, I'm glad you brought up Snapchat because, again, uh, you know, I I am blessed to have, or my wife and I, we've had five kids together, and awesome. we could always, you know, I could always gauge what was happening depending on what they were doing, and and so uh, my boys uh, were into different things than the girls and. Uh, my so we're we're down to our last uh, two children. They happen to be uh, twin girls. They're they're eighteen, and I want to say ninety five percent of their time interacting, communicating with their peer group is spent on Snapchat. Totally. And, and, the other, and the other time is spent on their Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and so, uh, it, you know, so, so let me ask you this. Let's say that here I am, I'm an old stodgy company, uh, and I like everything I'm hearing. You know, uh, Greg, you, you sound awesome. This, these ideas you're putting down sound awesome. Am I just better off hiring somebody that's um, closer to a, a Generation Z themselves? Wouldn't that, you know, when I say hiring somebody, uh, I want to preface that by hiring somebody who is qualified to be hired, uh, you know, maybe somebody with your background or something like that. Wouldn't a company benefit from hiring people that can instinctively work with this Generation Z? Absolutely, and, and my answer is completely biased. But I'll tell you that the mistake that, that brands like large and small, from the CMO of a telecom company to a small startup, I've seen it over and over again where they hire a, a, a high school or college student. They say, hey, check it out. We've got – this youth expert or we've got a social media, <laughs> these people really know social media and you're like, Oh no, not this again. You know, the reality is, is that you need people that understand strategic thinking that understand proven frameworks, people that are well-versed in the, the technical or social or the technical side of social media. Um, because it's a, it's an art 
uh, it's art and science, and you know, there's a lot of just experience-based nuances to have, right? So, I right. think, but but I do think that the that it, what's critical is that you have an always-on dialogue with whichever sort of age, cultural group that you're serving. And for some brands, it's really, really, really broad. And for some brands, that's that's definitely more niche or narrow. I mean, that's that's definitely key. I mean, the end of the day is like like I guess like construction people say this right. Like just build it right once. Um, I say the same thing about brands like. Get the right people on board. Cost more to whether it's consultants or hires or in-house teams. All all that, all that aside, just have the right people on board um, because you're gonna you're gonna pay for it more if you have to rebuild, recreate, redo, relaunch, whatever it may be, uh, without doing it right. Right. And not only that. Not only that. Let's look at the cost of of uh, having to win people back because if if somebody's turned off to your brand and now you know because you 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 messed up they're turned off to your brand now you got the right team in place and for them to trust that brand to give them a second chance or possibly a third chance is going to be expensive as well uh, and so that's why I preface my thing with hiring somebody who's qualified to be hired just because you hire a high school kid or a, a first-year college person or whatever doesn't mean that they know squat about engaging. They don't know squat about content marketing. They don't know squat about, uh, uh, you know, really converting customers or prospects into customers, right? And so that's why it's got to be somebody who really knows what they're doing. Otherwise, again, like you said, you're just wasting time and pissing people off and throwing money away. And if you're going to do that, why don't you just give it to me now? Yeah, it's super funny, man. The, be- the best teams are definitely cross-generational, Ocean's Eleven-like groups of yeah. experts. And, 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 and it, that is, you know, like, look, you look at my team, right? Like half of my team is, is Gen Z, and, and I, I get it, but it's, it's not because they're Gen Z. It's because, you know, like my crew has – expertise in chatbots they have you know a deep expertise in social growth and, and growth hacking and, and accelerated community and, and community management and you know creative and blah 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 right it's like the age is you know you know doesn't really matter you know the, the right. reality is just probably you're going to have younger people associated within the group if you're focusing on on youth but it's not just like you said i and honestly, you can hear from my tone. I run into this all the time. Where it's like, well, we've got this this 22 year old uh, Gen Z lady, and she's she's our our guru. And you're like, well, man, that's amazing. In fact, you should probably have five of them on board. But but the reality is, is do you have the people needed to get the job done? Yeah, absolutely. That's hey, all that absolutely. We're, we're we're out of time. I would love to bring it oh, back yeah, and yeah, talk more problem. about uh, Generation Z. Yeah. The book, again, uh, and it will be in the show notes, is The Gen C Frequency, How Brands Tune In and Build Credibility. We didn't get to talk about credibility, but credibility to me equals profitability. It's important. You mentioned authenticity. That's part of being credible. Any right. last uh, parting words for our audience? 
Yeah, I, I think regardless of what demographic that you're that you're looking on, make uh, that you're focusing on, is just to listen to them, co-create with them, and then commit commit for the long haul. Customer relationship building is not seasonal. <laughs> there, those are my parting three three. Boom! Things. I like that. Those are great parting words, right. Greg Witt. Thank you so much for stopping by. I thoroughly enjoyed our time. Pleasure to be here, and see you later. All righty, good stuff there from Greg. L. Witt. The book is uh, The Gen C Frequency. The Gen C Frequency, How Brands Tune In and Build Credibility. Great stuff. A lot of great nuggets. And I hope that you will share this episode with everyone you know. Anybody that is in business will, have an, will be impacted by Generation Z. The question is, is it going to be a positive impact or a negative impact? You can make a difference by sharing the show. As always, my friends, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing the show. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for engaging with me on social media. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com. <laughs>